1: Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Bonds. Weekly Dish Yo.
0: I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March.
1: And it's been a very exciting show so far. Yes. We talked about our favorite jelly beans, uh, yeah. Lori Bamer, what uh David Murphy were the fruit natural was the but she
0: found them on Amazon, I very think. Very excited about yeah.
1: those. She also liked the Skittles jelly beans, the um Wonka bumpy jelly beans, and last but certainly not least.
0: I can't remember. Starburst? The name. Oh, oh, Starburst. No, those are the sweet tarts. Sweet tarts. Yeah, there she
1: loves those. I remember those. Right. Alright. So that's the jellybean Roundup. Now we do the top two in our two. Give
0: the, give the oh, one, two. one, two, one two. And now the weekly one, two, one, dish presents. Top two, top two. The top two
1: pick your best two in
0: our two.
1: Alright, give me two. Winning, winning,
0: winning, two. One, two, one, two. Yep. Stephanie? Yes.
1: It is record store day.
0: It is record store day. That's one of my top two. What was your first record? Um, Linda Ronstadt. Oh wow. Yeah, it was Linda. It was Linda Ronstadt. I don't remember the name of it, but I mean, there's she had shorts, silk shorts, and she was wearing like striped socks, and she's lounging on a maroon cover album. I totally LP. remember it. It was under the Christmas tree. And I was like, what is this? And Very it was exciting. Amazing. That was the thing that my mom picked out for me. She picked out Linda Ronstadt for me.
1: All right. So my first 45s yeah. were Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yep. Um, taking care of business. Oh my God. The second one was Bay City Rollers. S A T U R D A Y night. Yep. So that was my first 45s. My okay. first actual record. And I, there was, it was Annie, the musical. Yeah. And then there was a long period of time where I don't know why I wasn't buying records, but I wasn't because I distinctly remember my second record was Prince's Controversy. Oh, and there's a, um, a poster inside it. Mm hmm. And I still have the poster.
0: Oh my god!
1: I found it in a book recently.
0: Sheesh! You could sell that thing. Oh,
1: probably. For of monies, I do love the Prince. Yeah,
0: I did. uh, You know what I mean? Like I remember having like the Sound of Music. I remember having Star Wars movie theme record. I had, of course, Thriller. I had all sorts of randomness. I was just yeah, I remember remember Thriller too. My mom had the best record player. We had that. Console thing, yeah, which is like an entire Gigantic. Like, piece of furniture. Yeah, it was like <laughs> an entire dresser, player. and then but the record was in it, mm-hmm. so you would like pull the top back, yes, ma'am. and then you'd put it in, and it was like hi fi. Does she still have that? No, I gotta wonder.
1: I really wish that they still had those, and they do. They have them at like mid-mod men. Sometimes they'll the um what a mid-century modern. Yeah, um my neighbor had this record that we would play all the time when we were kids on top of spaghetti.
0: All <laughs> covered with
1: cheese. with cheese. I lost but my poor meatball When, when somebody, somebody sneezed.
0: sneezed. Yeah. We had on to I t-
1: I don't even know, yeah. but we used to listen to that record all the time.
0: I had KTEL. I had I, I ordered up all the things. KTEL was a local company that did like the disco fever yes. like compendium, you know. And Grease. Do
1: you remember had having Greece. the record Grease? I had
0: own I own the record for Greece, yep. Um, that's crazy but so anyway record store day today you guys is happening and that means that you can run around to Jaime's uh, record store which is having their 10th block party I mean come on outside, what, outside <laughs> Cold. I, which nobody cares about Scarfs because up. it scarves up it is record store day so Uh, by the way, there's even one close to us right over here on the block in the corner of, uh, university. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what the name of it is. It's by Succotash. Yeah. And by Fox. No, 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 no. It's right. It's right. Actually, it's, I think it's Roadrunner. It's right when you're turning off. It's like, there's nothing around it, but it's, um... It's it's But I mean, there's people this morning kind of running around because a lot of people get in line for the releases because there are special record store day releases. And so if you're like at Electric Fetus, there's going to be this super big long line and you're like, what's all that about? And that's for if you were in line for a special release and you may get it or you may not. But if you are, um, there's lots of great food happening in places. There is a Twin Cities Vinyl Crawl bus taking people from record stores to donut shops to breweries. I think you have to have already bought a ticket, but I mean, this is kind of a great thing. Um, And if you don't have, if you've done your shopping and you're looking for somewhere to kind of just go, Surly Brewing has, they do a record store day party where they just basically let, I don't know, like Tony Zaccardi and John Munson and those guys spin records while you sit and have a beer and look through your catch. I love that. That sounds really fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I love it. It's a
1: good idea. All right, so I spent a lot of time in bakeries this week. Did you? Just (laughs) meeting people, doing work, and I had the epic avocado toast of life at the Salty Tart. So good. So good and so beautiful, and I'm getting particular about avocado toast. Don't put your guacamole from a bag on top of toast and tell me that's avocado toast because it's not. Agree. You uh, need to assemble if I'm going to pay you $12 for it I would like some assemblage. Yes. Her soft cooked eggs on top of that toast with the little bit of the runny yolk in the middle is spectacular. The avocado is perfectly assembled and and uh, plated. There's chia seeds on it. They make these radishes into like rosettes.
0: Yeah, the watermelon radishes, which are so oh, beautiful anyway. It's a piece of art, it's but it's tasty fantastic. art. Because I don't want it to just be Instagram worthy. No, I want it to be delicious. And it was all of the things. Yeah.
1: And on her delicious, uh, thick cut just bread that yeah. she makes there. So that's the salty tart avocado toast in St. Paul, in the bakery in Lower Town. You should go.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you my second top two in our two is something I put on the old Instagram. I saw it, and I thought at first it was Vegemite. Well, that's kind of the thing. No, it was so strange, right? So I put on my Instagram, black, a picture of me eating the toast, black sesame, coated with black sesame paste. Black sesame paste is a thing that you can find in Asian grocery stores, and of course I bought it at United Noodles, which is the big thing this week is that they are opening a shop in Woodbury, fam and that is a really awesome thing that's happening. These guys, I tell you what, I had a chat with them and did this interview. Is it a brother and sister? Nope. It's Eric Fung is the is the owner. He's married uh, to, you know, his wife is a part of it with him. Yep. And they've got this little team of fun people that they've kind of assembled. Chef did Adam you Wilson. you say
1: fun or Fung?
0: Fun. His last name is Fung, F-U-N-G. I thought you and said they have
1: this little team of Fung people. No, I was like, fun. oh, are those the Rellies? Yes. Who no. are these people?
0: But they're really, it's a really a great, they are what i love about it is he's a former lawyer and he came he you know he was living elsewhere and he came home he's from here and he said he wanted to he needed something more creative and he needed an outlet and so he started working at uh united noodles which his family was friends with uh ramon tan who was the original owner and they worked all together and then he kind of was like he wanted to buy it so in 2014 he bought it and they've been working hard to kind of you know make it efficient and you know doing the supermarket and, you know, like working on distribution and getting all the good stuff. And now they want to expand. And this is a really brilliant plan because they're going to open in Woodbury with a very streamlined 2,000 or 3,000 square foot shop. And it's going to be it's going to be grocery. It's going to be, you know, gifts and it's going to be prepared foods. It won't have the unit you know, deli, but it'll have like you'll be able to pick up like some Korean fried chicken. Yeah. You'll be grab able to and pick up, yeah. So and then they're going to open them on uh, Big tent campuses. Across the country. Oh. And that is smart. Yeah, very. Very smart. So it's exciting. So go into United Noodle and check them out and stuff. But the black sesame paste that I've been getting there, I kind of bought it on a whim. And I was like, I don't know, because I was buying sesame oil anyway. Sure. And then I thought, well, I have never used this. And I started, it's very thick and sticky. It's kind of, it's like peanut butter. (laughs) But it's like, but it's black. Yeah, like molasses kind of. It's thick. And I I spread it on toast and I was like, oh, this is. This is good. And it's basically like my better peanut butter now. And so I put salt on it and I put sometimes green onions and sometimes a piece of bacon on top of it or avocado. Yes. Yeah. And so all of that is delicious and good and very picture worthy for a lot of people. But I will say um, I'm excited because someone tweeted out that they take theirs and they kind of saute it with a little bit of butter, garlic and soy and then toss their pasta in it. So it thins it out a little bit. So it's not so sticky. And then and I'm, totally gonna do You're that they are gonna
1: have black noodles for
0: I lunch. Know, i'm know. i so excited <laughs> i see your face i know like
1: that, i'm gonna do it and
0: then i'm gonna play um what's your second okay
1: so i think you call this a bouchon yes it was like i'm um, just gonna try to describe it to you it's oh, it's like a muffin that's chocolate oh and it's uh, a pastry but inside it's like molten kind of and it has chunks of chocolate, so if you can imagine like a Parisian style, dense dark chocolate, lovely mouthfeel muffiny thing, that's what this is. It's a bouchon. It's at Rustica Bakery. I. It was like
0: they're like brownies, but they're like in a cone shape. And just better like a cork. They look like a big, thick cork. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Kind of like a muffin sort of. But it was softer on the inside Mm -hmm. and not gooey, but just melt in your mouth. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to even describe how amazing it was. And I was like, I kind of bought it on a whim. Yeah. And then I was like, what is this thing? And it was delicious. And that's at Rustica Bakery.
0: That is good. It was real good. That's real good. I and know.
1: I sat next to a hot guy. So that was fun, too.
0: Okay. I actually just found a recipe for it. Do you want me to put it up there? Sure. Okay. Yeah, Can I you just, make them at home? Well, they're, yeah. Their recipe from Bouchon Bakery, of course, Thomas Keller's place yeah. in Yentville. So... Uh yeah, it's there's totally the recipe and it basically is like you need mold, you know, the timbale, the little yeah. timbale molds. But I mean you could probably do that in a in a, in a pop muffin over pan cup. or popover yeah. cup, sure. But it's basically flour, cocoa powder, salt, eggs, sugar, vanilla, butter, all the things. And it? then semi sweet chocolate. Yum. Yeah, you guys, that looks easy and, and good.
1: What a fantastic just presentation. They were so good.
0: That's very nice. Yeah, so um, that was at Rustica Bakery over okay. by
1: Lake Calhoun and off of lake street.
0: Um, let me also just... I'm going to go back to for a second, just for a hot second to remind you, if you are going to feel like you want to go eat that scallion pancake from the United Noodle story, which I don't know if I put it on our page, but I will. Uh, it's a breakfast thing. They, they are only serving it from 9 to 11 on Saturdays and Sundays. So get over there now So eat
1: it. So help me understand, like, I like scallion pancakes. They're kind of eggy, a little dense. Is that...
0: No, this is sort of the... This is more the Asian version of that. It's like a little thinner. It's basically like almost like a roti wrap around. But they're putting it around like a fried egg, ham and cheese. Like literally the thing that you think is most American and then wrapping it in the scallion pancake. And then you dip it in oyster sauce. And it is.
1: Oh, that sounds. And I was like, I
0: thought, why are you putting American cheese in this? They're like, listen, that's what they were doing over there. They were that the businessmen were grabbing these. You know, from like the carts and it would, that's what was in it. And that's this whole thing of like, it's not about authenticity. The world is this global place that is influencing each other through food right. all the time. And maybe sometimes we got to go towards that. Yeah. So I'm excited by it. So I love it. Go. There you go. All right. So that is our top two in hour two. When
1: we come back, we're going to talk about cooking the Easter meal. Weep. You're listening Weep. to The Weekly Dish. Uh, this is The Weekly Dish. Having thoughts <laughs> about your Easter cooking. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You asked Rick Bayless, like, what was his like Easter thing he had to have? Yeah, and he described his lamb, which I usually do cook lamb, but the way he described it is like that first grilled piece of meat. That's for us Memorial Day, typically. Yeah, um, where you butterfly the leg and. That's
0: Memorial Day for you?
1: Yeah, we always, and and we have lamb at Easter too, but like Memorial Day, that first grilled meal at the cabin is 90% of the time lamb. That's funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm always, the first thing I grill is always chicken. You know what I mean? Or chicken, chicken or burgers or things like that. I don't ever do like a giant grilled meal. I
1: haven't cooked a burger ever on the grill by myself. Really? No. Huh. It's just not like we order them in restaurants. We love hamburgers. Yeah. Yeah it's just never something that I cook. It's so funny.
0: I don't do it a lot because I actually prefer the smashed burger on a, like a flat a griddle skillet, than yeah. I do a grill thing, but every once in a while. Um, but a lot of sausages and a lot of chicken, a lot of chicken on the grill. Um. I, Cause I really, you know, just like, and then I do tend to do a lot of chicken and then I, you know, then I cut it up or I put it into the salads for the week or whatever. Right. But listen, there are a ton of you guys over on the Facebook page, what people have been eating to make their, uh, their, you know, Easter tables. I love this. Chrissy goes, wow, I didn't realize making cheesy hash browns dish was a tradition for so many as it is for me. She's like, I also must have asparagus with salt, olive oil and lemon juice and ham and carrot cake. <laughs> okay. My cake. And
1: I put, I'm going to, I put a link up and actually Ellie asked me, she goes, mom, are you going to make your cake for Easter? Yeah. Is the Ina Garten barefoot Contessa coconut cake. Yeah. That cake is spectacular.
0: Is it really? Yeah,
1: it's just a white cake.
0: Oh, yeah, it's the white cake that you make. It's got
1: coconut all over the outside of it. It's got white filling. Do you ever make it shaped like
0: a lamb? Because a lot of people do these lamb cakes.
1: No, but I've
0: seen the molds. Maggie says lamb cake. She goes, which I often curse over. Because she's. it's got to be kind of hard. They're real cute. You know about the smoking lamb. We've talked about that. You can find in some uh, Eastern European... Uh, stores they make lamb cakes and then they put little cigarettes in their mouths. Yes, I do know about Remember that? that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Emmy Sue Anders says it's not Easter in my family without traditional Polish Easter spread, which is great: hot and cold ham, hot and cold Polish sausage, poppy seed roll, Vienna rye and pumpernickel breads, hard boiled eggs. I mean, sal- egg salad. Enough horseradish relish to blow your face off. I love that. Is a thing for me too because there's a little bit of the German Eastern European uh-huh. stuff with that, and we would have those at different, like any sur- any time guests were coming to visit, that would be what we would have. Super hot mustard, make your own little roll. And I kind of forget about that because none of my relatives are here. You know, my mom's sisters are all in Michigan. So it's
1: more like a smorgasbord. It
0: kind of is, but I forget that that is such a great idea. Just Um, putting out that spread. The scalloped potatoes,
1: we have to have those at Easter too. You do? Well, there's three things. You can either have the au gratins, you can have the scalloped, or you can have the um, stuffed twice baked. Yeah. It depends on how many people we're serving, what right. potato we'll have. I think I'm going to do scalloped potatoes this year because I have like a smaller group. I only have eight.
0: Um, I kind of like that idea. I I, I, scal- I see, but you know what's weird is I don't think of potatoes. Maybe it's because potatoes for me are so big during um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't actually think of them at Easter at all. And maybe because Easter is the for me mostly the earliest dinner I eat, like it's the brunchy one for me. Right. I don't do potatoes. Okay. Isn't that strange? I'm just this. Yeah. Is, I'm really kind of realizing I keep it more salady. I keep it more fresh. I looked at the stuff I did last year, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to eat that now." I did like a a bean and arugula salad with prosciutto. I did I those, remember that. Remember that, and I did the savory popovers. Yep. God, I loved those. Okay, here's what I'm gonna tell you about
1: the scallop potato things. Yeah. There's a recipe, and it's called, and I have to say it like my mother-in-law says it, because okay. she's funny. Janssen's Temptation? Janssen's <laughs> it's Temptation? A, it's a Swedish recipe, mm-hmm. and it's thinly Wait, potatoes? sliced, okay. carboiled potatoes, yep. and then it's mixed with anchovies, which sounds weird, but the anchovies melt into the sauce, yeah, and it gives it like a saltier, Fishier. more savory. yeah. You can't taste the fishy part. Really? No. It's cream, cheese. And then there's anchovy in it, but it's, it's more like a Caesar anchovy. Yeah. Like, cause it melts. So yeah. it's not like you have, your guests won't know, but it gives it a more richer umami flavor. Um, so I'll put the recipe up for that. We have these at Christmas time and I'm going to make these with the ham.
0: Okay. That's really good. Yeah. Ham. Um, what about, uh, Okay, can I return for just a hot second to deviled eggs, please? Alison Roman, who is a cookbook author and she writes for Bon Appetit now, and she's kind of like she's kind of like the millennial Martha Stewart. I think what's happening. Yep. she has a great uh, she has a column on basically for the Bon Appetit. Uh, you know, offshoot. I like her. I do too. Um, she is uh, she's doing this dinner party column, and she says to not waste your time on deviled eggs, to just do jammy eggs, do like a six minute egg still peel it and everything else, and then you have this sort of, you know, kind of a little bit of a jammy center, and then just top it with things. Like, just go ahead and put, like, crickled bacon on top and actually set out an entire um, sort of a smorgasbord, if you will, for people, like 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 an egg bar. And, like, put out capers and maybe put out a little bit of hot sauce and put out different things that people can then put on their own and customize their own eggs. And here's what I like about that. I... Break those eggs <laughs> whenever I am trying to peel them and cut them in half, and then they're always like they're kind of mucky. Like, I, I hate having to like wipe them off after you get your try to pipe your yep. stuff in. I don't think they're as pretty as when you just cut them and then they're there. So, I actually really like and this. And you idea.
1: do like a bar setup.
0: I love a I love you the like custom the idea, self help, so that you can yes. go and because also I want to make what I want. And I know that, like, if you're sitting there, I would rather have you want what you want to make. Than to have me force a thing at And you. my
1: sister doesn't like mustard. So exactly. if I make deviled eggs, I She's have like, to be mm. real careful about the mustard. Because right. it can't taste like mustard or she won't like it. Right.
0: And everyone, then some people are like, mm, I mean, it's a little bit dry or whatever. And you're just like, oh, really?
1: And then you can put like your side of crab meat, yeah. your side of smoked salt, paprika. Yes. like Because everybody's got, I like a smoked salt on top. Yeah. It's a really easy way to kind of jazz it up.
0: Yeah. And I think for me also, I'm not like, sometimes when the egg gets like that, okay, this is that like, mm, spready thickness from like the <laughs> That's mayonnaise just the and the yolk. Mm, it's like, it's all thick in your mouth and weird. I don't love that as much. So, um, ham. Ham. Okay. So I always get a
1: honey baked ham because I like the crunch on that and I like the bone and I like to make pea soup. I honestly was thinking about this. If I don't do a honey baked ham, what would I do? Would I go to the meat market and buy like a wedge of ham? Yeah. Would I buy like a like
0: what? Because you're not really cooking ham. Cook is ham is already cooked. You're just like heating it up. Yeah, ham is already cooked. So you just make like, a glaze. Yeah, all you do ever is just glaze it and then So that's it. I can probably but I do like the spiral cut hams.
1: Like that's why I like honey bake too, because I like how they cut it.
0: Yeah. But I was like, okay, I can
1: like put some crunchy stuff on a ham.
0: Well, just even a glaze, listen, I'll tell you the classic glaze: brown sugar, Dijon, apple cider. That's it. Yeah. Those three things. Whip those together in a bowl, brush it on your ham. You know, and then uh, you actually reduce it by half. You put it in a, in a saucepan, you reduce it by half, and then you put the glaze on. And it's just really good.
1: I have a tarragon buttermilk dressing, too, that my family always wants me to make at Easter time. I'll put that up um, with buttered lettuce leaves so it's really light and yeah. airy.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is I don't want a big, heavy thing. Yeah,
1: it's very delicious. It's
0: also kind of good to put on asparagus sometimes, like drizzle oh, over yes. the top. But I do, my favorite thing with asparagus has always been to wrap it in the prosciutto. And then put them like lay them on their sides in the oven, stick it in the oven and then hit it with like goat cheese so that the goat cheese kind of gets a little bit crumbly on top. And then lemon zest. It looks
1: real pretty when you have the roasted uh, prosciutto around the asparagus.
0: Yeah. Also, if you have a lot of hard
1: boiled eggs just to chop them up into. I don't know what it's called. Is it?
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. And you put
1: that on your roasted asparagus. That's very Eastery, too.
0: I do like that. um lots of things lots of things um yeah so basically we'll put up a link i have a you know delish has a great call of like 47 delicious easter dinner ideas that people will love so i'll put that link up
1: if anybody wants to call in and share too we're going to talk about uh brunches in the next break but if you've got some easter recipes you think we need to know about 651-641-1071 we'd be happy to take your calls we're going to go ahead and take a break and when we come back it's easter brunch Listen to those cute little Jonas Brothers. Have you seen the video for that song, Sucker, Stephanie?
0: No, I don't watch videos.
1: It is uh, like solid 1986 fashions, day glow, bathing suits, jelly shoes. It's real cute. Cool. Um, You mentioned the Seder dinner and the Passover dinners.
0: I didn't mention them. We haven't mentioned them yet. Okay, let's, let's mention them. let's talk about, because of course, I was laughing with a couple of uh, friends in the office that it's so, I so I did the Fox 9, uh, I did a bunch of fun stuff with Fox 9 and candy and we were laughing about how, you know, Passover is happening at the same time and it's so much different than Easter. Easter's like crazy candy and right. stuff and Passover and the Seder dinner is a little bit more reserved and kind of a dark, you know, remembrance of remembrance of stuff. But it's really interesting. Um and so I, I have not been to a Seder dinner. Have you been to one? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm still waiting for I mean, I've I've been not I've been invited. I'm not saying I haven't, but I haven't been able to make it work in my crazy night life. But I was really reading up on some of the stuff and very interested to see, you know, what kind of happens at the Seder dinner. And um, which is, you know, a Passover tr- Passover I think starts on the nineteenth and goes through the twenty seventh. Um, But there's there's fundamental things, um, you know, for the Seder plate, Um, like a lamb shank bone symbolizing the ancient Passover sacrifice needs to be there. A roasted egg symbolizing the temple sacrifice. Um, There's a paste of fruit and nuts symbolizing the mortar used to build the pyramids of the pharaohs.
1: When you eat a Jewish like celebration meal. Yeah, there is a lot of symbolism in the food that you're eating and the traditions that it harkens back to.
0: Yeah. This is which is why like I honored like this and I don't kind of want to talk about it until I've been through it because I feel like I can't possibly honor. This is obviously such an important thing, you know? Yeah, but I'm I'm very interested. So I'm going to try to see what I can you know, I'm going to do a little bit more research on it and. And See how it goes. Uh,
1: Rabbi Avi Ulitsky listens to our program, so he may be able to help you out there from really? Bethel Synagogue. Okay, who they just announced their common sound event that's going to be Doom Tree playing live in their parking lot. I
0: know, in conjunction with I love uh, saying, Banilled, yeah, like the Catholic and the Jewish coming together. Good neighbors. It's good.
1: Uh, so if you're looking for tickets for that, you yeah. can check that out. Um, brunch, there are still places to go for brunch. Mm-hmm. If you get your reservations, I'm just going to give you some of the ones I think are highlights. Um, the Capitol grill still has 10:30, 30, 11, 11 15. They have a $49 for adult 15 for kids. It is a pre fee brunch and, um, they are mentioning dishes like lobster frittata. Yum. Oh yeah. Um, also oceanaire. Yep. Has openings at eleven, eleven fifteen, eleven forty five. We love Oceanaire. We think they have the world's best crab cake. I do not anymore. Think <laughs> who has the best crab cake? You? They used
0: to. They used to. A lot. Okay. Their original recipe is the one I use, but they're not doing it the same way anymore. I
1: had a crab cake at the Saint Paul Girl this week, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um. So check that out. Great.
0: Um.
1: Let's see. If you're looking for something a little bit different, Kip's Irish Pub has a uh, five dollar Irish coffee Sundays. So they offer Irish coffees all day on Sundays and they've got an Easter brunch buffet and they've got some times uh, for that with scrambled eggs, breakfast, potatoes, bacon, kind of your traditional spread. Uh, let's see, our friends, the Blue Plate Group has the Mercury dining room and rail. They're going to be having an Easter brunch served family style. And this looks like a good one for if you have kids, too. They've got banana bread, egg bake, Gouda hash, French toast with strawberries, some salmon. Um oh Cafe 421. I love Cafe 421. This is a small family-owned restaurant that does Mediterranean food and they've got a classic a la carte brunch serving uh crab cake eggs benedict and baked french toast. They do a really nice job. Good. Uh Pittsburgh Blue and Edina I always like Pittsburgh Blue. I do. They just um, opened a new place in Rochester by the way. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. They've got the Easter buffet and you know I love a good buffet. Uh, also, Maple Grove still has some seatings for that Pittsburgh Blue. Um, Mendota Axles has a great traditional Easter brunch. They've got some early seatings, a nine fifteen and a nine thirty. This is where you're going to have your hand carved prime rib and ham, and the Easter bunny comes, which is kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: let's see. Kind of getting down there. Um Are you
0: saying are a lot of places kind of already yeah, booked
1: up? Yep. I'm giving you the ones that I can see on open table that have reservations that are still open.
0: Um, you know, besides uh besides there's a new reservation system called Talk. You know this, right? Yep. And they have a lot of things that maybe if you are looking on um if you're looking through open table and you're not finding what you want maybe you you know looking through um these guys is a great idea are you seeing any openings um and i, I haven't started looking for that but i mean the p- the places that they have on there are include like you know maybe lola's lake house feller and Stillwater. you know uh i think gavin Cason's places all uses talk now so that's where you're gonna spoon and stable and tillia willard's all those guys's uh guys's hi Use that uh, nice. use talk. So it's just a good place to go look and maybe see if there's something else, um, you know, something different.
1: Um, I'm going to quickly to another reservation system that people are using is explore.
0: That's I think that's talk.
1: Okay. Explore Uh I don't know. Cause I have the app. Okay. Um, but that is giving you um, if I do my Easter looking um, for four, and I'm going to do, let's say a brunch time window. Sorry, I'm doing this in real time so that <laughs> we can give you, um, Astor cafe still has some openings. That's a fun spot down on the river and it'll be a nice, if you want to have a walk with your family, Yeah, that would be kind of a nice idea. Um, W a frost doesn't have reservations open, but if it's a nice day, they will open their patio. So that could be a sneaky last minute judgment call.
0: Do they do that really on Easter? They would may or yeah. may not do something like that? Well, if it's warm, they'll
1: open the patio. They've got people on reserve, I huh. guess. I don't know how that works, but okay.
0: um so yeah, those are the Easter brunch spots if uh, you want to check out. Couple and just you know, like really, just looking at some of your favorite restaurants and seeing some of them may not post on Open Table or mm-hmm. they may not, but just kind of, you know, it's kind of looking around, letting you know that Arte uh, has, <coughs> excuse me, Arte, you know, which was oh, recently taken over, but they have new ownership. So I uh, did not know that. Yep, I love that. Place. Yep, a couple months ago, um, you know, I kind of reported that, but I haven't been back. They are doing Easter brunch buffet for thirty eight dollars. And they've got some great things, full bar available, mimosa, Bloody Marys, all that kind of stuff. Um, And they have things like, you know, roasted pork sausage, crispy buttermilk fried chicken. They're doing potato salad, mixed greens, egg frittatas, fluffy scrambled eggs, creamy polenta, all that kind of good stuff. That might be a fun place to go check out since they're doing new stuff.
1: We were talking about our friends at It's Greek to Me, Mm -hmm. and they'll have the traditional Easter feast on April 21st. But what they also do is they have the Greek Orthodox Easter on April 28th. So right. let's say that you're out of town or you're with family and you want to get your Orthodox Easter on. Yeah. You can do that on April 28th, which is the following Sunday from 11 to 3. They're going to have family style um, Mediterranean Greek food and they'll roast a whole leg of lamb on the spit.
0: Yeah, Hello!
1: Yeah, and they've got some reservations available. That sounds delicious.
0: Yeah, Easter Brunch at Tilia, by the way, um, they're doing two courses with s- delicious spring-forward options, um, offering pasty- pastries, Spiles coffee, sparkling beverages, all the good stuff. 29 bucks per person.
1: I wish they had pasties.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would be good. Pasties are, pasties are good. There Pastes? are pasties at the United Field. Are there? Well, you know.
1: Yeah. So there's that.
0: There's good stuff. Um...
1: Also, if you, I think we'll give you some alternatives to brunch next week. Yeah, if you're not like a big bruncher, or you're finding that things are sold out, and maybe you're not a big like home cooked meal person, we'll give you some quick tips um, to fill in. You should get your order in for hot cross buns if you're interested in that. That's an eastery thing.
0: Uh, hot cross buns are being sold by Baker's Field and Flower all over the metro right now. With me- it, the uh at the, at the co-ops
1: they have them at Certix too
0: yeah you can find them they were at just at my co-op the other day and I was like that is excellent do you love
1: a hot cross bun no
0: but I love <laughs> that they're selling them and I'm glad that they you have you probably them don't there. like
1: it because it's got the sweet drizzle of yeah, frosting I'm not, not a i am not
0: I just don't I'm not a big on the frosting aspect yeah. of it at all but I mean I know that about you, know, you. I know I just I, I like it but it's just not my gig um yeah, so there you go. By the way, also, I just want to mention that there's uh, one more thing uh, at St. Genevieve, because that's a great place for oh, Easter brunch that I super love. I've had
1: so many nice brunches there. Eggs
0: en cocotte is one of my favorite things a supplement to this table, which is, you know, the beautiful eggs in the dish, <gasps> like in the little, like, The little crack. half cup? Oh, I love that
1: crock. Oh, you like them where
0: they're cocotte. in the
1: um, ramekin?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, like a little, there's usually like an egg crock, like it's a little jar
1: almost, you know? I like the ones that... Um, they have the egg cups that stand up on a little foot that I, they have at Grand
0: Cafe. I have those. I mean, I don't have the foot, but I mean, I basically eat those eggs. You know, we used to call them scoopy eggs as kids. And so because you just dip it's a in soft boiled. I love a soft boiled. Egg. A scoopy egg. That's cute. Yeah.
1: All right. Here we go, kids. Uh, we're going to come back and give you the moral of the story. We need to discuss Game of Thrones just because we can because it's tomorrow and I cannot Ugh. wait. We'll be back.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. We uh, did some Easter prep for you. So if you're thinking about cooking the meal or going out, hopefully we've given you a direction. Um, if you have any, of course, if you want to tune into any of the stuff that you missed, uh, you can find us on any podcast. Let's, place. Yeah, let's talk
1: about all these let's things. Okay, the there's a lot of people that have questions about podcasting. Here it is. Get your favorite <laughs> app. It could be Podcast One's app. It could be Stitcher app. It could be your iTunes app. That's the best way to start. Get your app. Then you open up your app and you start to look for the shows that you want. Most of the shows are in iTunes, in Stitcher, Podcast One. Some are there, some aren't. Mm-hmm. So pick your most reliable app. Start to look for your shows. The show for um, us is Weekly Dish. It is each hour of the show is put there. Also, Hope, in the middle of the week, repost the top two an hour two. So you can get that just little 10-minute snippet. We also do what we call the second helping of Weekly Dish that we release on Wednesdays. Hope also, our producer, has a podcast called The Hope and Brooke Podcast, which I listen to. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Um, You can find any of these shows. You can find Lori and Julia. You can find information about their book club. If you haven't podcasted yet, it's easy. It's fun. There's a lot of content there.
0: And can I add just so because obviously people might not understand the behind the scenes since I'm doing these live shows. We're on the radio live. And then it, do- I can't just always post the shows for the podcast right like the second the show yep. ends. There's a process. I'll get, get to it. It will be available Saturday afternoons for at least the main show for Weekly Dish. Okay. So people know because I know they were wondering about timing. And I just like to keep it consistent and keep the hours together even yep. though they're separate. So people can easily find them back Got to it. back.
1: Thank you, hope <laughs> done, Hopey? <laughs> and if we have content and we talk about that we're going to post something, yes. what that means is we post it on our Weekly Dish Facebook page. Yep. Our producer, Hope, also tries to post the links on the MyTalk 1071 website. Correct. On our show page mm-hmm. there. So that's where you're going to find our content. And we are always available to you through Messenger, through at Stephanie's Dish, at Stephanie March on Instagram, at Steph March on Twitter, at Stephanie's Dish on Twitter, And feel free to message us. We are also living our lives, so we try to get back to you as fast as we can. I know I still need to post some wine things from last weekend. I just found the yellow slip of paper in my purse this morning, and so I will do that. But those are all of the ways you can get in touch with us and all of the things.
0: Yes. Everyone's
1: getting excited about podcasts. I want you to all to find them. They're fun. I know.
0: It's a lot of good stuff, and we do do fun things, and hopefully we just kind of give... It's a little bit longer of a conversation. And we have it's, different
1: conversations. We do. There yeah.
0: are, it's much different from the show. We tend to be more service oriented here, making sure that you can live your best food life. And I think we have more conversations because we know we have the time and we're not getting we're not on the clock. Yes, yeah. And we'll talk
1: about maybe things that are. Tangentially food related to or just regular life things.
0: Right. So that's, and let us know, you guys. We're always looking for feedback. We're always looking for things that people, if you'd like to hear more behind the scenes stories or if you're really wanting to have more interviews, it's less of us talking and other people and having other people in.
1: Or topics or local chefs
0: you'd like to learn more about. We'd always, we're always, we're very flexible because we're in this with you and we're learning as we go. 12 years later. 12 years later. And that's the
1: other weird thing is we've talked about stuff that we think we've talked about it which could have been year two (laughs) and we've got a lot of new listeners we always appreciate that people share the love about weekly dish Mm -hmm. so yeah feel free to throw out topics i there's a guy that has pinged me a couple times that wants to talk about smoking smoking meats and i'm gonna get him on the horn because we're gonna talk about that i want to get my husband a smoker for father's day
0: yeah that's a good idea yeah i think so oh good all right, so going around town this week besides record store day um there's a lot of great things that you can um again, just if you miss our conversation of top two and our two there's you know lots of great record store day kind of things happening all over town and and I was reminded that the Oh, where did she say it? Okay. Our lovely friend at Succotash, she said, Barely Brothers Records, live music from 11 to 6 next to Succotash, and the Agarta Records are on University in 280. Okay. So both of those places have fun stuff going on. I love that we're um, being played at Succotash. So you're going to record store all day,
1: and then tomorrow all you're going to do is wait for winter to come. You are just going to stare at your HBO screen and wait until 9 p.m. Central time where you hear the do 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 This is my Game of Thrones. I have watched season one completely. I watched season seven. There's like 30 seconds at the end of the final episode of season seven that goes so fast. Kurt and I had to watch it three times about like it has such reveals in just that last 30 seconds. It's really like we have had family fights about who's going to be the person on the Iron Throne. I It's fantastic.
0: Do you know there's a watch party at the Twins game tonight or tomorrow? Yes. And the throne is going to be there. They're going to have one of the Sword Thrones.
1: Yes. It's pretty good. There should be thrones everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to be in Las Vegas. I talked <laughs> about going to the Hofbrough house. Yeah. I didn't activate on tickets fast <laughs> enough. They're sold out. Yep. I'm going to be wandering the streets of Las Vegas trying to find a place to watch Game of Thrones. That's I'm pretty sure happening. you'll be
0: able to find a place. To, I hope so. I'm sure it'll be there. It's, an, it's in the entertainment capital of the country. There's, Stephanie's like, I'm not going to be, be on
1: Twitter. I'm no, just going to be off TV with a magazine. No, I'll
0: be watching my own TV that has relevance to other parts of life. And so, but I There just, is none. I will be off Twitter because like, it's the same thing when The Bachelor's on. I'm like, you people... Stop. Okay, I think you just compared Game of Thrones to The Bachelor. And is the, the way, way people watch offensive? it and tweet about it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Same thing where there's basketball. I mean, I have a lot of people on Twitter who have their own things, but it's kind of funny. There is
1: a uh, masterpiece release on um, there's gonna be something on Masterpiece on channel two that night if oh. you're interested in oh. finding good television programming. Okay.
0: Um off of TV, let's talk golden fig if you want to get out. If you're starting to really, really think about your gardens today, you're kind of thinking maybe I can start thinking about it because you know it's all gonna melt and you know that we will see those gardens again. Um, if you go to Garden uh, Golden Fig, Teresa Measler, who used to own Shady Acres Herb Farm out in the Chanhassen, Chaska area, which I used to love and was one of my favorite places. Her book, Beyond Rosemary, Basil and Thyme, is she's going to be there. She's going to be signing the book. She's going to be selling it. She's going to be giving tips. This woman knows more about herbs than anybody I've ever met. 70 plus herbs in this book. Histories, growing techniques, descriptions, recipes. Oh, well, we need to get her on. I know. We do. And I've been thinking about that. But... Basically, she's going to be a golden figure if you want to do some FaceTiming with her. <laughs> That's kind of an awesome thing. Here's the other thing. Today on tomorrow is the 15th annual Hot Dish Revolution. I don't know if you know about this. No. But there is one hot dish contest that happens every year that always surprises me that it's in the spring, but it is. And so there's, there's this hot dish. It started as a neighborhood hot dish contest in Northeast. And it has bloomed into this thing that is fifteen years old. And people bring the most crazy hot dishes and jello salads and compete against each other. Oh. And it is Where? insane. It's in Northeast. It's at the Chow Girls studio. Fun. So it's go it's from four to seven PM. You know, uh, it's a community building event. It's also a fundraiser. So I think tickets are maybe 15 bucks, I think, or something. But there's live music. There's beer. I think the mayor is going to be there. You know, all sorts of really great stuff. And it's just a fun thing to go celebrate this side of life. I love it. I know. So that's happening in Northeast. That's on the feed if you guys want to look up. We can put that up. Um, Another thing, just letting you know, uh, our own Stephanie Meyer, who we talk about, is going to be with uh, talking about food as self-care on Tuesday at Majors and Quinn. And there's a really great, interesting book about that. Okay, Food as Self-Care. Yeah.
1: That's right up there. That's with, right up the alley there. Yeah, right up there with taking care of yourself That's is getting true. your guts.